0: So, uh, no more about Jelco. When the fourth,
1: don't you call in the more importantly? Well, hello again. Welcome back. Another show, another month. This is TV Talkaholics. I am David, and this is Matthew. You're gonna love me. <laughs> and, and what brought on the sudden burst of, of Jennifer Holiday? It's May. Oh, Jesus Christ. Of course. It's May 2022. Not much gets past you, David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're off to a, a great, great start here. Who boy, doggies. So this month's show was a suggestion that you made, Matthew. You were very, very enthusiastic about wanting to cover Battle of the Network Stars. Talk to me about this. I, I'm sorry.
0: It was something that lived in my memory, and I don't know why. It was Facts of Life adjacent. It had Kim Fields and Lisa Welchel in it. About 15 minutes in, I was like, this was a huge mistake. So
1: <laughs> we watched it so you don't have to,
0: kids. And yeah,
1: We will give you some uh, time markers for specific things that might be of interest to you. I I did think I had to do that because uh, the YouTube video, uh, already a little problematic because the picture quality is not great, but I'm thrilled that it's there. And we have to thank YouTube user Abe Froman for posting it. You get, you know what Abe Froman is? Yes. I, okay. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. If you don't know what Abe Froman is, uh, we'll give you a minute to Google that because we're not going to tell you. Okay, time is up, but it is two full hours, including the commercials, and I'm not sure any of us could get through it without at some point picking up our phone or putting a couple of dishes in the sink, or it it turns out to be a nice background. Thing to do while you're doing something else
0: i wish there was a clearer version of it because it looks like battle of the network dongs for god's sake <laughs> there
1: are some attractive men very attractive men
0: in speedos yeah like i mean can you imagine today a televised event where famous Hollywood men just show up with their dongs out in speedos. Mm -hmm. Like that would, I, I, people would be like, okay, this is weird. But there they were in like fucking bulging the fuck out of their speedos. (laughs) All right. (laughs) God
1: bless them. I mean, okay, Ted Lang, but. Uh, I noticed, I noticed him too. I was making note of that. We were still reeling from Michael J. Fox before we, kind of took a moment to look at Ted Lang Ugh. but uh yeah so we are going to be discussing for you our beloved 2D fruities battle of the network stars 16 the 16th time they did this on May the 3rd of 1984 uh, at that stage of my life I was a sophomore in high school about to do my first ever musical the wonderful Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs> and yes, I was part of the chorus that played what we called back then Indians, doing the I'm an Indian two number. Nothing like ugh, nothing like putting high schoolers in red face before we even understand how deeply problematic it is.
0: So it must have been a ratings hit. I mean, obviously they did it during Sweeps Week. So and it is cool to see like, you know, the stars of of Dynasty out doing the relay race. And I get it. It's just like I said, about 15 minutes in, I realized that this is a lot of sports and a lot of sports talk. (laughs) And there are two things that I hate more than anything in the world, because sports casters are the masters of word salad. And filling time by not saying a goddamn thing. And I wrote down several times. I wrote, I have two different categories, like where it's like, oh, canoeing. Ugh, and then like, you know, keeping track of what's happening. And then I've got a section called Howard being Howard. Oh. oh. Which is about Howard Cosell. And then I did a separate section on the commercials. Because oh. the commercials were in it, and I enjoyed that. But uh, uh, Howard Cosell is like something out of like a Christopher Guest movie.
1: He's it. It is insane. He was considered an odd one even in his time. Nobody was watching him fully unironically, even in 1984. <laughs> it was it, it. He was something, and and. Always, my entire life has always been this weird personality. And one of the reasons why uh, he was kind of known, it was for this, you know, what some would call shooting from the hip style. But on the other hand is the, you realize they can hear you. They're going to be able to hear you say, the, the banter between him and Flip Wilson, where he's basically saying, so you're the leader of your team. And since you had to pick another sport to compete in, you pick the relay race? And he's like, you're 51 years old. We can see the paunch right here in your midsection and pats him on the belly. And <laughs> Flip thankfully kind of makes a bit out of it and sort of does a little extra take. So you're like, I, I think he saved that bit by making it look like he was a good sport about it and it might've been planned. I'm very sure it was not planned. It was just Howard being the clueless asshole that he so often was known to be.
0: Well, he says to somebody at the end of I think the um, the the um, swimming race. He goes, he's just and like you said, I I read up on him and he was famous for quote unquote shooting from the hip and being not so subservient to like he said uh, they said up to that point, sportscasters were like, oh, these are gods among men, oh. and, and he was the one who would be like well, this wasn't a very good day for you, <laughs> but he tells somebody at the end, he goes, just so matter of fact, he's like, you know you, why you won, because they put you against a woman. <laughs> and it's like, oh. well, no shit, but just shut up, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells like, he like to Vicky Lawrence, he goes, you wouldn't have won had they put you against Mark Harmon. <laughs> Fuck off, Cosell. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, I mean, enough colorful commentary from him, but like, it's just like filling time, like, like, and here we are the third person in line. We can see that.
1: Yes. Yeah, they are the third person. You wonder if it's a carryover from radio when it's you might be listening to the ball game in your car on your way home to watch the ball game. You know what I mean? So part of it is the the filler talk is, yeah, we're like, you're telling us what we can already see. Is there some other place or universe where they think somebody is listening to Network of the Stars? Or is that just the way he operates because he's a sports and he will do a football game, a baseball game. I wonder if that's partially what's going on here. Doesn't make it any less weird.
0: Just filling time with word salad meaning nothing, and hearing these actors try to talk to him about things I just wanted to maintain with the other teams. I don't know what any of those words mean. (laughs) So Okay, whatever. We just wanted to come up from the rear and strike hard from the front, and the offense was was completely opposite of the defense. Okay, whatever. I don't know what the fuck (laughs) you're talking about. And it's a chance for stupid straight men to listen to that and be like, yeah, exactly. Shut up.
1: so there's a lot of that shit going on well I look forward to covering all of it and we have a lot more to talk about with Howard how about uh I get some nuts and bolts out of the way and then we can be completely free and clear here uh so the this is the 16th of what would be 19 they (laughs) later would reboot it, it battle of the network reality stars but no one gives a fuck about that But they started in 1976. That seems very apt because that was the Olympics. That was the Bicentennial. It was in the 76, uh, that time in our culture and our history. Absolutely, that's the time someone would have said, what if we have eight-year-old Melissa Gilbert face off against-
0: Fucking Gabe Kaplan in (laughs) in a fucking tank top with
1: his fucking armpit bush. (laughs) oh wow so yeah they ran between 76 and 88 so we're actually coming towards the end of the run uh nancy mckeon had done it back in i think two years prior in the 14th one and uh it was fairly lackluster we watched parts of that and we decided that this was the better one to to choose to dissect well, much more attractive people in this one, I thought. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. again, I
0: really wish it would have been clearer, but that's just yeah. me.
1: But here's the thing. I did look up and say, to, to see if, what were they available anywhere? Is this one of those weird Amazon Prime buried treasures that you sometimes stumble upon? But did you notice all the music, the intros and the outros mm-hmm. was all pop music? It was... Footloose and girls just want to have fun. The original cuts, like yeah. actual Kenny Loggins, Cindy Lauper. So I thought to myself, uh, on top of getting everyone to sign away all the cast of thousands to sign their waivers and and release it, they would have to get those music rights or change the music, and then it's just that's production money that probably is better off being spent on other series. But well, um, I, I mean, the but the music wasn't um, wasn't
0: important. You know what I mean? Like that? I I feel like that's something they could have easily lifted. Girls just want to have fun out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And someone would have needed to
1: do that. It would have had to go through a production restoration house to, you know, it's just, that's just another step. That is the, the upfront money that is needed to uh, put something out for home video or streaming. Uh, So we're doing this because both Lisa Welchel and Kim Fields are on the show. And just to put us in the timeline of their lives, this is May of 84. So this is at the end of season five, the end of the first Edna's Edibles season. And that to me is like, that seems like 20 years ago, it seems. So how long ago does it feel like we were talking about Edna's Edibles?
0: Nancy McKeon had a movie with Michael J. Fox. Lisa Welchel and Tootie had Battle of the Network Stars.
1: (laughs) Thank you. That's why she wasn't there. So this ran on ABC from 8 to 10 p.m., followed by 2020. It was opposite on CBS Magnum P.I., and then a two-hour special called Country Comes Home, which was, uh, I'm not sure if, if you said you have to watch either Country Comes Home or Battle of the Network Stars. I would have picked this hands down. Oh, completely. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who was in it. I didn't really research it. I could have, but you know, that would have meant to make an effort, but likely it was, you know, Willie Nelson goes and talks to his first weed dealer and uh, John Ritter remembers his dad, texts Ritter, and then we're done, you know. And Dolly Parton plays an angel. <laughs> but that's not what we were watching on May 3rd, 1984. No. Uh, we were watching this. Opposite this was on NBC. Give me a break. Mm. Family Ties, Cheers, The Duck Factory, and then at 10 p.m. Hill Street Blues. So, uh, yeah, this is of course before we got your musty Thursday. This is just before the Cosby Show. Did we have no Golden Girls. Facts of Life is still on Wednesday nights. This is this is a journey to the past.
0: What's fun is that like. They're from things that like, oh, I remember that show. And things like, oh, I don't know what the hell that show was. Or (laughs) they're from things where it's like, oh, that's not why they're famous
1: yet. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Well, that's not a great segue. Actually, I was thinking that would be something wonderful for me to delegate to you, is reading the roster of 24 players, uh, celebrities, eight per team, per network. Now, this is a sketch they should have done on like SCTV or SNL is at a PBS contingent. So you could have Julia Child and Fred Rogers and Mr. Snuffleupagus and Rita Moreno from the electric company and shit. Like that would have been fucking hilarious to put together the the PBS analog to these. But uh, no, we have three networks as cool. of this time. Do you want wanna go through them and we'll
0: comment as we go? Oh my God. I'm going to try to get through him without doing my Howard Cosell impression.
1: I think Um, you should do it with your um, Howard Cosell.
0: Oh, that will, that will become, that's a one joke thing that becomes tiresome about three names in. Um,
1: But for ABC, where is he from, by the way, Howard Cosell? What's Um, that accent? He's, he's got to be a New Yorker. Oh my goodness, Matthew. He's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He's a Southern boy he couldn't have been raised there. He had to, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're doing this was born Winston. in
0: Southern Carolina. He had an elder, the grandson of a rabbi. He was raised in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Cause he has that, you know, Margaret, he has all those, the alls and Margaret is here. And what are we talking about? Yeah. The, the, the rhythm and the the cadence of his voice is uniquely his own and no one has ever, ever spoken like him before. It's a magnificent voice, it really is. But it's yeah, there's there's a lot of New York in there. There isn't an R to be found anywhere in any of those words. Mm. So who are the players? So let's do it. Uh, from A
0: B C. He has time to fill. So he's very good at talking slowly. <laughs> John James, the captain from Dynasty. Giggity. Oh my God. Handsome. Holy shit.
1: Uh, mm. Fuck me. Like, God yeah. damn. Yeah. Stick it in. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. Sherry Belafonte from Hotel. She is currently in a very tiny role. On the Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon show, The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Plus, Occasionally, it cuts away to their floor manager, this African-American woman with bleachy blonde hair. And every time you're like, wait, what? That's that's Sherry Belafonte. What the hell? It's a very small little role. I'm wondering when they're going to do something and kind of push her into the forefront. Anyway,
0: continue. Or not. they Or not. I mean, or, hey, she's, she's just glad to be working. Yep. Uh, Someone named Pamela Bellwood from Dynasty. No idea. These are the things that, like, I just, I I find fascinating. These people are at the height of their career. And nobody knows who they are anymore. Bless her heart. Pamela Bellwood. James Darren from TJ Hooker. Okay. Um. I looked him up too and it doesn't even say TJ hooker is something he is known for on his IMDB page. Mm-hmm. You know how like they always have a bio that says James Darren is best known for whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even list TJ hooker as something. See Thomas Howell. We should have talked to Paul. See um, Thomas Howell famous for at this
1: point, two
0: marriages
1: yeah this was clearly an attempt to push this new brand new series two marriages he is so young good god and at this point he had already made et and the lost boys so he had two major movie releases under his belt but i guess he was trying at at the television and in the in the sizable profile they do of him later it's it's kind of interesting to see wow you're you're not as famous as you're going to be and you're going to be pretty famous for a little while dude this is kind of nice for a little while
0: Mm -hmm. um ted lang from the love boat
1: (laughs) we both just did the finger guns right to the camera (laughs) Mm. heather locklear from dynasty and tj hooker Gorgeous. Okay. And athletic, and I'm telling you, she and she is a regular on these. Of the other ones I also watched, she is a force of nature, but they don't give her quite the same credit that they give Scott Bayo and we haven't even gotten to Scott Bayo yet, but okay, continue, continue.
0: I feel like Heather Lockley is one of those kind of people that's up for a good time. You know, she's like, oh yeah, I'll go. She's like, this is like a day at the lake for her. She's like that white trash girl that goes to the lake. And <laughs> like has drinks out of a red solo cup like you know <laughs> like this is her day she's like oh hell yeah I'll do that on the network stars and she just drinks beer all day um mm-hmm. Heather Locklear the wonderful Sean Weatherly from Shaping Up you may know her or not as Miss Universe for Christ's sake
1: they um, do a profile of her as well And similar to C. Thomas Howell, it's like, you may not know who they are, so let us help you learn and discover that. (laughs) But let's recap on ABC. These are the ABC shows being represented. Dynasty, Hotel, TJ Hooker, Two Marriages, Love Boat, and Shaping Up. Mm -hmm. I watched one of those shows. Yeah. Love Boat. I didn't... All of the other shows were shows that the grown-ups were watching and I was, at this point, again, I'm in high school and I'm just discovering theater, so my life's about to be taken over with that. But this is a regular theme with this, where I'm like, I know of these shows, without question, never seen an episode.
0: Well, and also, we, we've discussed before, where in 1984, we were just getting out of that, everything was an hour-long primetime soap. Mm-hmm. where everything was dynasty everything was dallas everything was was some saint elsewhere and hill street blues and everything was a nighttime soap and we're now getting into like you can see on NBC we're getting more into
1: the sitcoms but yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but CBS CBS as you're about to read they are still they're swimming deep in that pool <laughs> uh, and and again <laughs> I love how they've listed them and
0: who's last, but if for CBS, William Devane, the captain from Knott's Landing, I'm trying, I look through his IMDb and I'm like, I've seen him in something and I looked at his IMDb page and I'm like, I have not seen a single thing he's ever been in, but I, I know I've seen him in something. But he's it's, famous, and he yeah. was
1: famous. And it's like, oh, he was just that he just was probably on enough magazine covers that we saw it at the checkout counter or something. But yeah, I have never seen him in anything except this. And I certainly never watched Knots Landing.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Richard Dean Anderson, who at this point, they're, they're saying he's from Emerald Point NAS. I don't even know what that
1: means. <laughs> I had to Google it too. It stands for Naval Air Station. So um, yeah, so I guess it was kind of like JAG. Is that is that what was JAG about the naval air sailors and planes? I, I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you would know. <laughs> we're we're both about four decades too young to have ever watched an episode of JAG. Fucking JAG. <laughs>
0: It's like Monk. It's one of those shows that nobody watched, but it ran for 25 years, for Christ's
1: <laughs> But Richard Dean Anderson, the following year, would star in a new show on another network, NBC, and that show was called MacGyver. Yeah. And uh, would make him a tiny, itty bitty little bit much more famous than he is here.
0: Yeah. We got Abby Dalton from Falcon Crest. Bless her heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about the last thing on her imdb page um and she even talks about how great it is how what a great year she's having professionally and you just watch and go oh <laughs> oh, honey.
1: And, oh honey enjoy it you're this yeah. is it, it's about it, it doesn't get any
0: better than this. yeah it's about over honey oh i'm sorry <laughs> we are such cunts right uh. now but Oh um, well they show her, they do a side width of her like warming up in her backyard wearing a full 80s businesswoman dress for Christ's outfit for Christ's sake. Mm. And anyway, anyway. Sarah Douglas from Falcon Crest, Billy Moses from Falcon's Crest. Billy oh, yeah. Moses. Yeah, I've I have questions about him later. Oh, do um, you? Okay, yeah. yeah. The tug of war is especially revealing. Um, oh,
1: I, oh, my God. I have that same note. I have the same note. Oh, my God.
0: Douglas Sheehan, Knotts Landing. Mm-hmm. Charlene Tilton from Dallas. And after all these people who are all on the same shows, same type of shows, Celia Weston from Alice.
1: There is a new girl in town. <laughs> She had nobody to talk to. It's so true. She was just like, "Hey, hey, I, I'm hey. on the sit." Remember, we have sitcoms still on the on the network. Remember that? Yeah. But literally, uh, Dallas, knots Landing, Falcon Crest, Emerald Point NAS, which I assume is an hour long drama, and, and that's like, whoo! That's some pretty heavy shit. And, uh, and yeah. poor thing, nobody was
0: watching Alice by the time she came. She was the third replacement for Flo, for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah. And she's lovely. She's a, she's lovely. She's, she's a had wonderful a great guy. career. She has never stopped working. She was, what, uh, Cam's mother on uh, Modern Family? Yeah. She's like a, a poor man's um,
0: Jean Smart, Celia Weston.
1: Yeah, she's like the trailer park version.
0: Yeah. Always good, but just never quite got her got her thing. Um for NBC for some inexplicable reason the captain is Flip Wilson.
1: <laughs> well, he's got that new show People Are Funny. Are they? No.
0: Someone named Ellen Bry from Saint Elsewhere. I believe it's pronounced Bree. Okay. If she, if she, if she were here she could correct me. <laughs> um Kim Fields, from "The Facts of Life." I have heard of her. Michael J. Fox from Family Ties and his penis. Good Lord, you're welcome. Charles Haide from Hill Street Blues. Again, I wouldn't toss him out of bed. No, nothing
1: ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh?: Vicki Lawrence from Mama's family. My first thought was, oh, my God, she is so old to be there. That is so weird to see Vicki Lawrence among people in the 80s. And, of course, she's on Mama's Family at this point, but considering she's been on TV since 1967, but she only started when she was, what, 18 years old? She's only 35 here. She's younger than, <laughs> she's much younger than Flip Wilson. But Abby Dalton was 53.
0: Was she? Okay. Yeah. Most of the guys were in their late 40s. And yeah. So mm-hmm. she was She was not exactly an old lady, for God's sake.
1: But the combination of her playing an old woman on her TV show for yeah. as long as she did and that we had seen her on TV. Sally Struthers was the same thing. It's like All in the Family was 1970, but Sally Struthers was just like 18 or 19 when she started it. So anyway. She looks good. Vicky's good, and she seems to be—you know—she's athletic. She was a dancer. Who else? Um, Lisa Welchel. And and what show
0: was she on? Something called the Facts of Life.
1: Oh yeah. Hmm.
0: Sure. Um, I can't imagine that's. There's going to be some queens probably talking about that show someday.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And last but never least. And this is another reason I need a much clearer version of this, of this episode. Um, Mark Harmon, oh. two two years before he became the sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine,
1: the first sexiest man alive. Am I correct? My God, and so true. Mm. So hot. And as Ken Reed has said many times, the best actor to name if you are from Boston, because it's my common. Oh, so attractive. And we haven't even talked yet about our host, Howard Cosell, and his co hosts, the beautifully gorgeous and velvet voiced Debbie Boone and Scott Bale fucking debbie boone debbie boone she lit up our lives last decade with her wonderful song you light up my life
0: uh. who who was at the production meeting was like who can we get for commentators well <laughs> well there's this debbie boone i think she's free <laughs> she's
1: available <laughs> Who was like, Who was like, let's get Debbie Boone. Well, I think she had competed before. Now Scott Bayo was the, was kind of a, a, an obvious choice and not because of his personality or his on camera skills, but because he had competed, I think Howard had said five uh, prior years and had crushed it. Like he was kind of a darling, which then makes one wonder why did he not compete in this one? But clearly ABC did not need him. Uh, so Scott Bale was, yeah, but I, I agree with you. But the we're back to that 1970s, gross, middle-aged white guy acting as though he is a desirable sex symbol. And the way he doesn't just put his arm around Debbie Boone, the way he holds her close and clenches her and kind of buries her in his chest like and Scott Bayo gets a hand around on the shoulder of course but you know Cosell's not a queer (laughs) he to the ladies he is a puss hound and don't you forget it and it is so cringy the way he is pawing at her and did you get all the way to the end oh yeah this is her yeah your husband is here may I kiss you what yeah and she's like well uh, if, if if you're a gentleman, like if you're not too creepy about it, too late. <laughs> uh, that's and under any,
0: that's another one under Howard being Howard.
1: Oh, uh, and kisses are on the lips like everybody did back then. Yeah. Like Richard Dawson and all those others. But yeah. And anytime Howard can basically be pawing at and putting his hands on the women, he always is. There was a lovely moment where the team was winning and Howard was trying to do an interview. And Mark Harmon as the leader of that event was running around, hugging and kissing everyone and interrupting the thing. And Cosell says, stop hugging and kissing your teammates, Mark Harmon. And Mark runs over and kisses Howard on the cheek. It's like, yeah, do it. Fucking take the piss out of this creepy old fucker. It, the
0: way he talked to,
1: um, the about the
0: females in the in the in the show, he talked about Sean Weatherly. The only way she can win is to distract them with her beauty.
1: Yes, yes, what? so true. Okay. Right. Yes, I mean, yeah. It's ugh, there is so much of that. Oh my god. Ah, uh, so are we ready to get to the events? Oh my god, these. Oh, oh god, these events. Like uh, I'm, I was doing the Matthew Arders all throughout this. If I said, if they asked me to, say, if they, hey, we're at an office party, you know, office retreat or something. Hey, David, you want to do the kayak relay? No. Uh, immediately, shoot me in the face. That's no. that's what I think. Oh my god! And this is where it's like, oh, Abby Dalton is off to a bad start. Whoa, she cannot get that kayak turned. Wow, she is fucking this up for everybody and they're going to beat the shit out of her after the game is over, which she's clearly going to lose. It's. I got a lot of, why is she even here? Why is she
0: wasting our time? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus like he had a fit at the end when that bitch on the tandem bike stopped fucking pedaling.
1: Yeah. He had a fit.
0: He was like, like, just along for the ride.
1: This one. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Not she's four foot 11. Why would they put her on a tandem bike with Richard Dean Anderson? It's like, yeah, that's what the question should have been. She is four foot 11. was like her I didn't know that her feet could reach the pedals before they started let alone she couldn't keep up and if those little legs could keep up with Richard Dean
0: Anderson there would be smoke coming from them so yeah it was part of the plan Howard Cosell for her to not fucking participate she was (laughs) Just or eight, 60 pounds soaking wet on the back of that thing. Yes, that was <laughs> her job. Anyway, so yeah, fucking kayaking. Have Oof. you ever been kayaking,
1: David? Uh, I did it once.
0: Once? It's awful.
1: It's <laughs> terrible. I was fucking miserable.
0: It's not
1: relaxing. No. Just try navigating one of those fucking things. What am I, Magellan? <laughs> I've done it with friends where, you know, some of us are paddling on one side and some on the other, at least yes! you're, back. you're not doing the double paddle thing and you're sitting there kneeling and I've I've never had a good strong back N- my no. entire adult life. I've always had some, even to the smallest degree of back problems. Thankfully not, de- thankfully not debilitating, but certainly not a sport I would ever actively pursue doing is kneeling in a kayak on the water while swinging a paddle so ugh. well
0: and part of my claustrophobia like the one time i did it was in Wakaiva springs for christ's sake yeah and it they rent you those key ki- ki- those kayaks where it's like a hole that you sit in yes your legs outward but you can't touch your legs you can't get in that hole oh, to get oh so it's yeah. like I was miserable because I'm a little bit claustrophobic when it comes to things like that. But the fact that you got to fucking do physics, it's like, okay, if I, if I row backwards, that will send me this way, which is the opposite of the way I think it should send me. So it's like, I'm, I'm fucking out. I got to do math to figure out how to turn yeah. on this thing. It's, nope. It's, yeah. I'm I'm flying into the bush. So. <laughs> I would have been just as bad as
1: what's her pussy in this in Abby, this Oh, Abby my Dalton, God. yeah, bless her heart. And they I never recover. So- they never recover. And uh, and this also begins at the um. Uh, this is where we first get a get a look at John James and Billy Moses and John James shirtless and paddling all the upper body mm. muscles you got to use. I was like, mm-hmm, okay, now I can see what the benefit of kayaking is. Damn. Uh, but ABC wins and we <laughs> begin the long-standing tradition of they've won the competition. Let's go over and have a talk with them. It's like, so you pulled out at the end and you were able to bring it home and win. How do you feel? <laughs> well, I was, and then we went and Charlie, Heather Locklear was a fucking con.
0: I I, I don't know. You and you're asking an actor who has no idea what the mm. words are. So again, it's just uh, well, we came in from the rear and we really struck hard and we we hit him from the front and then and then we came around from the back end and we swooped him from the front. What? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> So, but yeah, he gets like in their face. The bitch is still in the kayak, for God's sake. Yeah. She's trying to get out of the kayak and he's got his fucking microphone in her fucking face and his toupee. Vicky Lawrence, you ruined everything. Your thoughts. (laughs) Yes. My thoughts are you're an asshole, Howard Cosell. (laughs) I'm trying to fucking, in a speedo, for Christ's sake with a camera up my ass trying to get out of this kayak and not look like a fucking whale right now.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And an inflatable kayak. Those have got to navigate different than a wooden actual uh, kayak or a, you know, fiberglass whatever a real kayak is. They're inflatable. Probably just so no one hurt themselves, I'll bet you. We ready to move on to the swimming relay? Oh my god. Probably our favorite. Um Again, had this
0: been a clear video, Mm. I I, I probably would have watched it in slow motion.
1: The best part of the swimming relay is that they announce who is going to be swimming, at which point the person steps up onto their platform and basically presents themselves in their bathing suit.
0: Presents themselves and
1: their dongs, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. This is at 18 minutes and 55 seconds, ladies and gentlemen he has got to be at half mast minimum, if not whole mast. Dressing to the left, he doesn't draw any attention to it himself, but when he gets up to do the thing, he kind of just walks up waves and then gets right back down. Like he he probably knew, he's like, I think I might be popping some wood right now, but can't acknowledge it. And wow, it is impressive. <laughs>
0: It just who i mean who would have thought uh, thank you nancy mckeon okay yep i mean he pulls i guess if you look at his
1: career but mm. and and very athletic i mean he's a little guy he's tiny and little skinny and you know sometimes those are the ones how many how many times we've we been watching uh, a porn and the little skinny guy whips it out and you're like whoa okay um but yeah, his running later in the relay race, the running, he fucking crushes it. Like he <laughs> saves them from coming in dead last. He's 5'4". He's 5'4". Yeah. And uh, this is where Howard Cosell talking about Sean Weatherly. Maybe she'll bemuse them with her beauty. Yeah, that's all she can possibly do. Yeah. She's a woman and has no other purpose, skills or functionality. Mm. Um but yeah the display parade was just lovely Michael J Fox in particular Ted Lang no slouch no in the speedo category and god damn Billy Moses Richard Dean Anderson just those perfect athletic taut bodies I didn't appreciate that CBS was
0: in um black speedos because those show nothing yeah
1: we want some red NBC speedos where we can see yeah the- We could see Michael's head if we really look hard. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I got to tell you what amused me the most about the swimming relay, for all of them not being professionals, is it me or did everybody belly flop into the water? Oh, completely. Yeah. They're taking the right form. They dive and their bodies would be flat, but then they would just land parallel to the water. Yeah. I even Googled, like, what what do Olympic swimmers look like? And it's like, yeah, no, they get that you jump off, but then you come in at an angle to just whoosh, just whoosh into the water so smoothly and move along. And wow, there there are a lot of very stingy tummies after this event.
0: Oh, I would have had a sticky tummy after this event. No,
1: stop. stingy. Stingy. Oh, different. Sting, stingy, different. not sticky. Oh, gee. anything else about a uh, swimming relay before we move on to football?
0: No. Oh my God, David, this is where they lost me. I'm sorry. Uh, me too. This went on for days. Ow. It was like, oh, oh, what is what they're too, I don't understand football at all. I'm just saying that. At all, I don't understand it. I don't, I I, I will never understand it at this point in my life. I just don't get it. I don't know
1: the rules. I don't understand. But this went on for days. And it was three on three football. It wasn't like we had a lot of players to keep track of. It was just three opposite three. And unfortunately, this was the one event where Lisa Welchel and Kim Fields both competed together at one point. And there was this whole, well, if CBS defeats NBC, then they'll do the square off with ABC and the uh, best four out of seven will then square off against the champion of the subterranean. Uh, uh, well, fuck this.
0: <laughs> again, again, word salad that the, that these sportscasters have to say like he's watching Lisa, Lisa did apparently an amazing catch of the football. So the replay, Howard Cosell says, and I wrote this down, watch this, and this is past
1: tense, a retrospective. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, if you don't know what instant replay is, it is 1984. It's a little bit new to some of your manners of thinking that we can show you video again that you just saw.
0: Uh, That was the only thing I noticed in the four hours of the
1: football section. (laughs) Well, at 36.52, 36 minutes, 52 seconds, that's where there is a long pass that Charles Hayde makes at Lisa. And Lisa catches it, does like a big flip fall catch, but it's a really impressive catch. Even Howard is like, that was an impressive catch. So uh, he quickly runs over to her right afterwards and is hugging her and burying her in his fucking armpit. Yeah. And he's like, how in the world did you ever learn to catch like that? And Lisa, Texas girl, all the way from her head to her toes says, oh, learned it watching the Dallas Cowboys every Monday night. Just, yep. Yeah. And he's like, well, that was really but And she's just like, I know really. And she, she's such a good interview. She's like, maybe I'll give up acting. Who knows? Ha <laughs> And then off he goes. And uh, that but yeah she is just she is a delight she really. a delight just a delight
0: but that's the catch where he's like this is past tense a retrospective okay oh yeah we get yeah, it Howard uh, okay called instant replay I believe is the term and it's nothing but nothing even like As you can see, Lisa jumping for the ball. Nothing, none of that, none of that. I'm just as you see.
1: So and so is coming in here, very to try to intercept, but that's too much for Lisa, who jumps by. And I mean, yeah, he could have done a nice little description of it there. No,
0: instead, he's explaining what we're watching. This is a replay, a rerun. This has happened in the past, people.
1: This is not happening live. It's a tale as old as time, true as it can be. Barely even friends, then someone bends unexpectedly. Oh, God. <sighs> Have word. we beat that dead horse enough? Not as much as Howard. Did you notice no high fives? We didn't high five in the 80s. That wasn't a thing culturally that we did, that didn't come in until, until the 90s. Do we have anything else we want to say about no. the football? No. No. Uh. <laughs> um, the baseball dunk. Okay. <laughs> the jack-in-the-box, if you will, of carnival games. Mm-hmm.
0: And by that, I mean, it's always just a letdown. It's always, with the with the water dunk, it's always like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy, oh my God, oh, he hit it, oh, oh, he got, he got wet, and the person has to pretend that they hate getting wet, oh, this is the worst, mm. a hot day and I'm being dunked into a swimming pool, oh, how terrible, <laughs> this is awful. And they've gotta come up be like, oh my God, that was so insane what just happened. But by the time they come up out of the water, the audience is already like, well, mm, they got dunked. And I just, it's such a, it's one of those things that I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh.
1: Well, had you watched any, have you watched any of the other years where they make it, they gave a lot more screen time to it in previous years And the nice thing is they kind of made a montage of it, which is a lot more fun to just see, you know, dunk this person, throw dunk. But they would do the big, long thing. And now here's Heather Locklear walking up towards the tank. She's climbing up the ladder. She's taking off her coverall. She's wearing a bathing. She's walking up on the and now. Leslie Nielsen is going and picking up a ball that he is going to plan to throw. Shut up and get on with it. Uh, that's how I felt the football section was. <laughs> but the two things of note uh, as they were introducing it, Debbie Boone and Scott Bayo, he's sitting there and she throws it and kind of as a ah, joke against the host. And I put Debbie Dunks Chachi and I'm like, that should be the next sitcom pilot that we pitch to the network. but um but the thing of note is that uh kim fields competes in it and she is pitted against richard dean anderson who three years prior had played her uncle on the facts of life remember it was the um oh season two episode 16 brian and sylvia show
0: so an accidental triple threat when it comes to facts of life adjacent
1: um, oh my God, you're so right. Yeah, has anyone else here even just made an appearance in the Facts of Life? Because- God, I hope not. <laughs> well, um, let's see, Vicki Lawrence was on Laverne surely. She avoided it, but yeah, I think that's it. Richard Dean Anderson technically is also a, um, a a Facts of Life alum, as it were. And then he does get revenge. He does get to dunk her and it's like, okay. And yeah, it would have been a lot more fun if uh, there were more men being dunked in more Speedos and fewer trunks and t-shirts. Yeah. That's that's it. Without the titillation like, factor, it's I'm not interested.
0: I just, it's like, they're not being dunked in acid. They're not a house cat that's afraid of water. <laughs> that's hilarious to watch jump into the tub.
1: They're in a bathing suit at Pepperdine I, it, University in Southern California. On a it's, hot day,
0: <laughs> it's just such a letdown that water dunk thing. It's like so up there like, ugh, whatever, I don't get it anyway, mm-hmm. but they did give um Kim fields um a uh, a spotlight,
1: David. yes, they did not to promote the facts of life. Oh no, no, no. That was passe <laughs> at this point. What was new and Hot and Hip in the land of Kim Fields?
0: Her hit song About Michael Jackson D. E.
1: Michael Oh, bless Oh, my God They play a bit of it They show it in the album It's like, it's like you know a TV star probably soon to be The next big pop sensation uh, You think is what was in the back of their mind
0: but- David, This I'm just going to give you this option Right now to set it up I think we should, to give our Tutti Frutti something back, save them the energy of Googling and YouTubing and just play like 15 seconds of it here so they can get an idea of what this turd was
1: that is, as the kids say, full cringe now. (laughs) Dear Michael. Okay, I'll put Uh, in just a couple of minutes of it right here. you're welcome (laughs) yeah i had posted it i think on the regular face the facts blog
0: but just so people have it in their head yeah let's just do it right that's what they talk about Mm -hmm. and they talk to her about her philosophy on life yeah fucking how old is she 13 her philosophy on life she goes don't give up Don't give up. You've been on a fucking sitcom since you were nine. (laughs) Don't give up. What if you don't get, if you're not a huge hit by the time you're nine, don't give up. (laughs) You mean like you didn't. Oh, you made it all eight years of your first, first eight years of your life. Not giving up. (laughs) You made it on a fucking sitcom. Take several seats, Kim Fields. Don't (laughs) give up.
1: Don't give up. Ugh. She also does add, keep your dreams alive and try to be happy even when the chips are down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all those chips have been down for you. Yeah. Chip Fields has been down
1: for Oh, me. no. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Wow. So it's like, so that's your life philosophy? Hmm? Oh, no, I was just reading those bumper stickers on that car over there. What was the question? Ugh. Anyway. Um, And then Kim does get dunked once again by William Devane. Uh, Next up is The Obstacle Course.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ, Becky. Again, I needed a clear shot because they spent way too much time talking about the penalties for not touching the last ring of that fucking rope. And why do the girls have to do it in pants? Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Oh, There's so much... And Howard being Howard, she's out of it. She's ruined her life. (laughs) She will never
1: recover.
0: She's just jump into the lake.
1: Yeah. Please. Bitch can't walk through some goddamn tires on the ground. What the Uh, fuck good is she? Never be able to carry a child to full term. She's such a loser. He's just horrible. (laughs) One hour, four minutes, and 39 seconds. We're only halfway through, kids. Um, Kim Fields does do the obstacle course against Sarah Douglas from Falcon Crest, and Sarah beats her. And then Lisa Welchel goes against Sean Weatherly, and Lisa fucking crushes it to the point that Lisa sets a best time record for the entire 16 years of Battle of the Network Stars. 25 seconds 25 seconds and twenty-five 25 million tw- whatever 25 25
0: well she is up against someone who is hurt they did spend time talking about how she had hurt her knee Yeah. and um she actually doesn't go over the <laughs> the wall and she like goes around the wall and catches Like it's like they weren't being i mean come mm. on anyway
1: yeah. And doesn't Howard Cosell at one point say, wow, I thought she'd lose because of Sarah Douglas's long legs. <laughs> Probably. I, I think, I, 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 I'm not sure if I quoted that wrong, but anyhow. Yeah. So once again, Howard takes the moment to hug Lisa good and close to congratulate her on setting that record. Lisa yeah. Welchel is amazing. She is magic.
0: But we get a good little spotlight on C. Thomas Howell, this little queen, talking Mm -hmm. about his bull riding experience. Sweet Jesus. Again, I needed that in a much clearer version.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And his dad was a stuntman. And so, yeah, he's at a rodeo ranch and you see him riding the all. (laughs) Go on. Oh, oh, and this is that thing they used to, they would sometimes do this on American Idol as well, where they go into this big, long spotlight focus talking about young C. Thomas Howell started out as a young child, blah, blah, big, long buildup. And then the competition happens and Billy Moses Crucifies him, like <laughs> he fails so epically. It's like on American Idol, they'll go to their hometown, and you'll see them interacting with kids and singing fire the and then they walk into the room to audition, and they're like, "Cause baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colors burst." And you're like, "You, you did a fucking yeah, uh, really? You, you did that? Build- that seems almost cruel." <laughs>
0: But um, well, I did want to slap <clears throat> him when they talk about him doing the Outsiders, a starring role in the Outsiders. And he goes, that's when I really decided I wanted to be an actor. Oh, go fuck yourself. Oh, you got a starring role. Well, yeah, I guess my face is on the poster. I got top billing.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I want to be an actor now.
0: Oh, fuck you. <laughs>
1: uh, See, Thomas. It's something that I can do and that I'm allowed to do and that I'm already doing. Okay, yeah, I I want to do that. Yeah, Ugh. totally. Uh, there was a fabricated drama argument with Flip Wilson and William Devane, because there is a penalty regarding the fact that you have to touch the last, if you don't touch any of the monkey bars, that's fine, but you have to touch that last one. And neither of them did, but they were like, but why the penalty? He did touch it, no, he didn't. And it was just stupid. It was was those actors being actorly for attention. God, aren't they the worst? Ugh, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else. Tandem biking. Tandem biking. And we already talked about probably the the biggest thing about it is that Charlene Tilton just puts her legs up and it's just like, la, 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 la.
0: There's no way she's keeping up with what's this pussy with Richard Dean Anderson. So, but I, Howard was just having a fit. I have nothing else about the tandem other than, I mean, I would kind of want to pick who I'm behind because of the way they have to sit your,
1: their face is right in your ass crack. So I saw that. I, it's like, okay, wow. I mean, yeah. If I were Charlene Tilton, I'd have been like, I'm going to yeah. swing my legs out behind me and be like face first in Richard Dean's ass. Yeah. I'm going to um,
0: poke it with my tongue and that'll give him
1: a little woo speed. Yeah, you know the, what, What's I mean? that? Yeah. When well, <laughs> the race is more of it to come kid. Oh my God. Um, So, but for how Howard is being all, you won, I want to do anything. I can't believe, why didn't Howard say, get me to that fucking Charlene Tilton? Right, wouldn't that have been, that seems like so in his wheelhouse to say, Charlene, you know, rumors that you're a lazy cunt around Hollywood have just been confirmed. And we're wondering why in the fuck did you even bother to show up today? Let alone get on that bike. Yeah. And,
0: and the, and the interview with get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no, I got nothing else uh, either. Lisa Welchel does um, work. It, it, NBC gets off to a terrible start and they never recover. So they're literally not even on camera because the camera can only frame the first two. So uh, Lisa and Michael J. Fox, they basically just get, you don't even need to watch the event. If you're looking to see them compete, it's just, they're, they're really not technically there. Yeah. Yeah. Now we go on to the relay race. Flip Wilson, you are a fat barrel of shit. Why do you think you can compete with these younger kids? who clearly have a lot more testosterone in their system to propel their little lithe taut bodies. So with the relay race, Flip Wilson is the one at the beginning for NBC. And he does terribly. He falls so far behind. Literally everything that Howard predicts comes true. It's like, yeah, he's he's in his early 50s and he's not in the best of shape. And Lisa Welchel is competing. She cannot fully make up for it, Uh, but then it becomes uh, she does. uh, She she hands it off to Michael J Fox. Michael J Fox fucking flies. Yeah. Holy shit, he, he pulls way ahead. Like they were in dead last. And be, thanks to Michael J. Fox and then thankfully Kim Fields and Celia Weston do not lose that lead they have to come in second. But yeah. uh, between Ted Lang, Ted Lang went so far ahead right out the gate and then Heather Locklear and John James. It was just like, I don't think any anyone else, if you had reconfigured any of the people competing today, I don't know who could have beaten Ted Lang, Heather Locklear, and John James, because they just crushed it. It was yeah. it was kind of cool to see, particularly the Michael J. Fox. I did, I get I get a little swept up in that. Maybe I am a sports person after all, you know. And finally, tug of war is the big finale. Tug of fucking war. The biggest American pastime sport that has ever existed in the history of our. Young country, really?
0: Uh, what is less interesting to watch than a tug of war,
1: for God's I mean. sake? I mean,
0: Jesus Christ, now it would be cornhole because Americans are too lazy to even <laughs> play tug of war. Just much rather stand here and toss a fucking beanbag across the room. But, um, <laughs> poll, no, I can't be bothered. The whole Giggity. I love, again, the word salad, the whole human drama is focused now on the faces of the competitors.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's I didn't you're, you're noticing a lot more of this than I did. But you're right. It's just like you say, it's just it's packing peanuts. It's just words being said out of his face for the sake of words needing to be out of his face. Yeah,
0: I am going to say a quote that was said. In in one phrase, one unit, During one unit, Giggity. The whole human drama is focused now on the faces of the competitors. Look at Lisa Welchel, one of the stars of the competition. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> she's on the TV. And then he says, and I lo- I wrote this down. He goes, "There's Vicky Lawrence who can get in there and adapt." A point I made earlier. Because earlier, and I actually have in my notes, they did a profile on Vicki Lawrence. He did, yes. Where, where she says, I could be happy doing anything. And Howard Cosell's voiceover is, I bet she could. She's an adaptable lady. And I wrote, what? Like, adaptable? That's the, okay. But then to pull that, to do a callback to that. Wow. I think Howard Cosell is a secret fucking genius. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> By the end of the program, you'll be a fan too. But the thing that I found interesting as we started off the tug of war is that they are meticulous about making sure the weight is properly balanced in whom they choose to be on either side. And it lists their weights on Ooh. the screen. Lisa Welchel, 132 pounds mo i know (laughs) my god like like we said before she's probably a size six and therefore unworthy of anyone's love or a career jesus christ she's goddamn tiny for christ's sake Yeah, vicky lawrence is 148 (laughs) that's a sturdy woman right there she was
0: also carrying some helium balloons with her when they put
1: her on the scale so oh yeah (laughs) and michael j fox a lithe and slender (laughs) 98 pounds 120 no but one twenty. But have you ever met a man who weighs 120 pounds who is over the age of 16 you know i mean good god five when he's five four Mm, i mean jesus so so just just blow away but uh yeah that just amused me it's like oh so we know celebrities heights and you know that i i google the heights of celebrities all the time i had I to do for charlene tilton uh charlene tilton four foot eleven same height as mark harman judy garland isn't it five foot 11? F- Four foot
0: eleven. Oh, four foot eleven yeah judy garland was four eleven
1: yeah okay yeah. not crazy i remembered that um So the big upset, as it were, in the tug-of-war competition, the thing where you have Howard Cosell raising his voice going, this has never been done before in the competition. Like, he's losing his shit over this. Richard Dean Anderson was the one closest to the middle. So he had to be the one to really hold it, hold, hold the center line. And somehow, I didn't catch that they communicated this or anything, but. Billy Moses could see he was fatiguing and Billy Moses was in the number two position. And Billy Moses fucking crawled down and took over, and they swapped positions while it was going on. And that ultimately won them the competition.
0: The high point was when that happened. I need a clearer picture because it looked like I was getting a pretty good look at Billy Moses' jock strapped ass. Oh up yes. in the air. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was wearing tidy whiteys, and that's what I was seeing, or if that was actually like a jock strapped ass, and I almost lost my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you definitely, because you know he's like in a laying down, squatting position. You're you're definitely getting the full shape of his ballsack being squeezed together by his legs. It was it was, mm. it was quite glorious and unintentionally beautiful on top of this moment where, like I said, Howard Cosell was shitting his diaper at this point because (laughs) it clearly never had anything happen. And I personally, I can't believe I thought, oh, well, they're probably setting up some drama where later the other team's going to be like, well, there's a rule in the guidebook that says you have to be in the position where you started. Like, I thought for sure someone was going to call for a disqualification based on some archaic rule. Mm-hmm. Where they made up all the fucking rules to begin with, anyways, in 1976. But um, oh, another Flip Wilson dig, and Flip Wilson giving everything the elderly captain has. <laughs> so it was it was kind of fun. The play they definitely were playing, but the, the the fact is that with Howard Cosell, you weren't really sure because you could see him being that much of a dick without winking, without the wink and the nod, right? without the tongue in the cheek as it were. Yeah. But, but uh
0: but if he was being tongue in cheek like fucking brilliant, my brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some that's some serious character work right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's one of those old school dudes like Harry Carey who would just word salad his way through. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, he's calling a game, bottom of the ninth, and then he's looking at the screen, and they show some young girl in the fucking stands, and it's, like, bottom of the ninth for two outs, and uh, there's a beautiful girl enjoying her day at the Wrigley Field, having a bud, <laughs> you know? Like, just word, just, I'm just going to keep talking. Like, it's mm-hmm. like a fucking Paul Newman song, or... um. Um, Like how Family Guy makes fun of, what's his name? Newman. Um, Randy. Randy Newman. This woman's walking down the street. She's gonna (laughs) eat the apple. Oh, no, no apple. (laughs) Oh, she's gonna eat the apple. (laughs) That shit. It's word salad. Oh, He's just like the creepy drunk uncle at your graduation party that yeah. want, wants to be closer. that thinks you're closer than you are, that stands next to you and goes, so you're 18 now. <laughs> uh, no. But not like, in, but not like, uh, you gotta be going to college. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ugh. Uh,
1: Uncle Howard, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, you're not even intending to be.
1: And with oh. the worst to pay. The worst. I looked at some early younger pictures of him, where you can see he's lost. He lost his hair when he was young. There are a couple of him out there with like a a, a Gene Kelly Fred Astaire looking toupee. <laughs> that's you know very very thin, uh, very flat to the head, but with a perfect lace front hairline. And I don't know who said, you know, that looks realistic and fine. But if you wore this, it would look like a dead squirrel on your head. But
0: the fact that, like, I mean, I've always known who he is and the whole, you know, the voice and blah, blah, blah. But this is really the first time as an adult I've sat down and watched his work, you know? Like, I've never really watched him work. And he's pretty brilliant. I'm going to give him that. But, yeah, he's oh yeah, just a complete character. And I can yeah. see now why they make fun of him so much on the match game.
1: Well, yeah, cause, and it's one of the, it's kind of those, the, the for better or for worse, he was so unique. He was what he was. Nobody else did it like that. And he was mimicking nobody and that's it. And it's, it's weird because the ick factor and the visual factor and the creep factor and the misogyny, we want to condemn this. We want to cancel this motherfucker, but I'm with you. You kind of watch it and you're like, these are celebrities. <laughs> just out having a fucking field day and he is narrating it as serious as a heart attack. Yeah. And, and kind of giving it some weight and some, some importance that it does not deserve. Yeah. And yet yeah. benefits, it benefits from it. It's yeah. The, the whole human race
0: is focused on this tug of war <laughs> between the stars of Falcon's
1: Crest and Knott's Landing. <laughs> okay, okay, Howard. Well, victorious this year <laughs> in the 16th Battle of the Network stars, CBS comes out in first place, followed by NBC bringing up the RIA ABC, This is closely mirroring the Nielsen ratings, if you recall some of the chats we've had on Let's Face the Facts regarding the network competition out there. Uh, And at this point, uh, CBS is in the lead of overall wins. Of the 16 competitions, CBS and ABC are tied with six wins and NBC bringing up the rear with four. So there are some high points and interesting things there. Like I said, have it on in the background while you're, you know, shampooing the cat or (laughs) working on the the hangnails and the the cuticles around your big toes. Okay. Okay. What? (laughs) You're you're the one with the foot fetish.
0: I don't want to talk about toenails and fucking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) David, we can't go without mentioning a couple of the commercials that just made my heart happy.
1: Oh, hell to the no, we cannot miss mentioning a few of the commercials. Which ones uh, did, which ones really got your motor running? Well, first of
0: all, um, just the rush of memories, the double mint gum commercials, those twins and everything. I just, I can't believe more people don't mention that one on Face the Facts when we ask like a
1: favorite commercial or something. Yeah, that is weird. What the fuck was that article I read somewhere about two twin brothers married two twin sisters Mm -hmm. and they both, both couples had a baby like right around the same time. And the babies are technically twins because they share identical DNA with each other because of their parents' identical DNA. Ugh something it was fuck what was i have to find that article now but anyway more That's, commercials more commercials feels like some deliverance
0: level shit that kid's going to end <laughs> up with three eyeballs or something <laughs> um the seven up commercial with that old black queen
1: never oh. had it never will crisp and clean no caffeine <laughs>
0: so i looked that queen up cuz he's like kind of a huge part of my childhood seeing those commercials he was Jeffrey Holder, for God's sake!
1: I don't know who that is. Please, please, edumacate me.
0: He was he directed the Wiz on Broadway, the first production what? of the Wiz on Broadway. Shut the fuck! He won a Tony for it, for God's sake! No way! <laughs> and um, he um, choreographed the opening of the Cosby Show, not the not the video where he's dancing around like a constipated old man mm-hmm. but remember the fifth season when they went with that big jamaican
1: dance number oh yeah that was him shut up what was that honda scooter commercial with adamant and grace jones how 80s tastic was that shit a disaster is what it was. That was a music video that had not quite yet grown up. They were, they were getting there. It's, it's fun for, uh, I think historic purposes, but yeah, it's something. But
0: I mean, like, I feel like that was completely against like Grace Jones. I don't picture her on a beep beep scooter. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know that I would have called Grace Jones for a, mm Hey, mm-hmm. I'm coming up. I'm coming up the bike lane because I'm a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I might like if I were Harley, I would call Grace Jones. But it wasn't even a crotch rocket Yamaha. It was like a Honda. Boop boop. Hey, I'm coming up on the right.
1: Yeah, it was like a Vespa.
0: Yeah, a it was fucking yeah. Vespa.
1: <laughs> right, Grace Jones. You're so hard rock. Yeah. Um, what else? What other commercials? The um,
0: Apple computer for under thirteen hundred
1: dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, monitor and mouse optional yeah monitor and mouse optional optional the (laughs) apple IIc. yeah nothing has changed because you still can't get an apple computer for under 1300 fucking dollars and they don't include shit Mm. god damn i wish i didn't love and need their products so much (laughs) i i don't love
0: but here we are Mm. um john goodman in an a&w commercial
1: what a pleasant surprise to see a pre-Roseanne John Goodman doing his commercial stuff. He did a lot of those back in the day. can see he didn't get any better acting-wise. Oh, you and you're, I, you, and I disagree on John Goodman.
0: I, his line readings are pathetic. I don't get it. Um, Two commercials for Hard Bodies, the movie.
1: Starring the wonderful Grant Kramer. Who the fuck is that? Grant Kramer played Tony in the Facts of Life episode, Joe's Cousin, season three, episode 23. We are not watching that fucking movie for a TV (laughs) talkaholic. Oh God. Yeah, remember how Joe's cousin, is it Terry? Is that what her name is? Joe's cousin has a crush on one of her brother's friends, the blonde Italian boy named Tony, Mm. who shows up on his motorcycle and he talks like this, And yeah, that was him. And at the time we talked about that with, I was like, oh, he made a movie called Hard Bodies. And at the beginning of the film, there's a, oops, saw his dick shot as he's getting out of bed naked after having sex with this woman. So that wore out the still function on my VCR for many, many years.
0: It was made for Playboy TV. It was supposed to be a Playboy video and um, Paramount or whatever, put stock in it
1: and was like, no, we're theatrically releasing this shit. Um and it's some terrible plot where like some middle-aged guys like yeah. want to are on at a beach for a weekend and want to get laid. So they go to the young guy and say, where do we get some pussy? Help us. And so he shows them the ropes. Yeah. Um it's a porno for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. A porno without the good stuff. Yeah. Um and of course
0: last but not least, the commercial opening a Friday it, At a theater
1: near you, 16 candles. Oh, Molly Ringwald. Uh, Facts of Life star Molly Ringwald, as she is frequently referred to on the internet. Yeah. But oh, that movie. God, how delightful that movie was at the time.
0: Was that the first, like, John
1: Hughes movie? Like that? I think it was the first one he directed, yeah. Or Breakfast Club was no no 16 candles came first I'm pretty sure and uh he had written before that um and I can't think of what it is he wrote uh Mr. Mom and
0: National Lampoon's Vacation that's right but 16 candles was the first one yeah the first one so yeah the world was about to
1: change Uh, yeah the John Hughes movie and honestly Molly Ringwald was about to explode between that and Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. And it's, yeah, yeah, she was about to shed those facts of life shackles that were clearly holding her back as an actress. There's also an ad for a love boat two hour movie musical special extravaganza. It's like, oh, bless. I was quite intrigued by the commercial for the new 1985 Oldsmobile 98, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, surrounded by hot ladies in fur coats talking about the wonderful new car. And clearly this is the lifestyle you'll be living. You'll be a big famous pussy magnet movie star like myself. If you drive the new 1985 Oldsmobile 98. Mm. And it's so weird to see him hawking something with, with the great, incredible career he has had. What did they fucking offer him? He couldn't have needed the money. Probably an insane amount of money for a day's worth of work. Yeah. And he probably had just gone through his seventh divorce and needed to pay someone some alimony. Those are the stories of those, those old school, you know, Richard Harris, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Um,
0: I just love, I just love that it had velour seats. Mm. Soak in that smoke. Oh, <laughs> mm.
1: this car is going to yep. smell delicious. <laughs> <laughs> to hold in the nicotine Ugh. so that even if you don't have a cigarette, you can <laughs> still go for a drive in your Oldsmobile 98 and get your nicotine fix. <laughs> And and last, my last one that I loved was the, the Sharp computer. Was it Sharp brand? They were, uh, yeah. The Sharp computer to go PC 5,000. It shows a guy on a plane Mm. typing on a computer with a screen and, and a printer All included. And the man next to him in the plane is like, oh, well, my IBM desktop can do this. And he's like, this does that. My IBM desktop can do that too. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what can't your IBM desktop do? Go on a plane. Oh, burn. I wonder what those went for. Wait a minute. Let me see. Sharp PC 5000. And it had a
0: special disc for you to save all of your stuff on that only worked for that fucking... Machine. Yeah, there wasn't Ugh. a
1: standardized form of, <laughs> of software. Ugh. So at atarimagazines.com, there is an article where it says the basic PC 5000 with 128K memory, MS DOS. I'm going to say that again 128K, not 128 meg or gig. I don't know
0: what those words mean.
1: Okay. You you know how we have 128 gigabytes? No. In our computers, yeah. This is one one thousandth of that. Uh, anyhow, suggested retail price is 1995. You can add memory for another 269. You can get a modem dialer for 349. 1995. Nine one thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Oh, I was like,
0: my goodness, that's cheap, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh.
1: But 1995, $1,995. In 1984, Matthew was worth $5,520 today. Jesus Christ. So that's what they were paying for. it, And it was, you know, they call it a computer to go. Chances are it was more like a word processor. Oh, completely. That might have had a calculator or something attached for an extra charge or an extra fee. So... Are we at the end of another TV talkaholics, Matthew? Uh I won't say it was as bad as
0: a different strokes episode, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why the sports thing didn't hit me more directly, like before I sat down to watch it.
1: Yeah, I would say out of out of five talkaholic chips, this one I would only give a four, just because it really is long. The two hours, it's its just, I wish someone could have put together maybe a 20-minute uh, recap of the whole thing. Though if they did, they'd probably have cut out all of the amazing, startling shit that Howard Cosell did. And yeah. I don't think it would have been an, as enjoyable without that, oddly enough. I, I
0: think the 20-minute cut should be just Howard Cosell's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see the actual dunking of Kim Fields. <laughs> So
1: I would give it four out of five talkaholic chips.
0: You, yeah. sir? Yeah, I, I'm not even. Unless I mean, if you dig sports and retro TV, this is right up your alley. But if just one of those things, it's, it, it's, it's too heavy on the sports side. So I'm going to say two stars.
1: <gasps> Only two I, talkaholic
0: I, chips. And, and honestly, if it hadn't been for the commercials, I wouldn't, it would have been a one-star thing for me.
1: Oh, uh, the commercials were fun. They were good to see because some of them were the boring ones that we also remember. They're not those yeah amazing commercial, the vintage commercials of yesteryear. Some of them were your the black and decker, little vacuum that you can attach to your wall that charges itself. It's yeah. like <sighs> yeah, you'll be safe with a flashlight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were very afraid of um home invasion and being snatched when in the 80s weren't we
1: (laughs) and a flashlight yeah Yeah. we grew up with the with kidnappings as being somewhat of an inevitability yeah we (laughs) were so the world taught us how come was i that ugly as a kid i never got snatched no no one even in a van pulled up and told me they needed my help finding their puppy nobody ever offered me candy man well, while we ponder that mm-hmm. and how thankfully we've blossomed into the beautiful swans that we now are as adults. Cause I would have taken that candy. No, <laughs> Oh, Let's uh, close out this month before we start getting too inappropriate. If that's not already too late and say, thank you, Tutti Fruities, for supporting the show. We love you very much. Have a wonderful month of May and we will talk to you in June. Goodbye. Hi, David.
0: And remember, the facts of life are all about you. No, what? No. What? Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, so? No more about Jelco. When the force. Fourth...
1: Don't you call in the. More importantly.